Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. You know, how do you enjoy prosperity? Well, you do all the stuff that got you there in the first place. This is Dirt and Sprague. All the little things, you know, it's not... Some deal where you, you know, you all get in trouble for this, I'm certain. But Andy Dirt Johnson. Where, where, you know, instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then, you know, you want to sit behind a, a, a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich, and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And Brendan Sprague. Uh... <coughs> I'm working on this trademark cough. What do you think? Um, it's getting better, too. Um, well, then we marched it downfield. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and now YouTube as well. You can go to youtube.com backslash 1080, The Fan. Subscribe. We would appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us this morning. Uh, but to kick off this second hour of the show, we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, the best football show and, of course, if you, find, uh, if you follow Brian on Twitter, you get Baldy's breakdowns all week throughout the week on the most exciting moments across the league. Baldy, good morning. Uh, I heard that you went on a podcast and said that if Tom Brady would stop farting around in his personal <laughs> life and yeah. just go back to football, the Atlanta Falcons could win the Super Bowl because the amount of talent on that roster. Bit of a hot take, but I, I like it because I want Trevor uh, Taylor Heineke to be playing. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's part of that is hyperbole. You know, I didn't know if you could get Tom Brady, you know, out of Las Vegas or some celebrity function that he's at right now. But, I mean, I, but part of me was being realistic, too. Like, when you watch Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, you know, Tyler Algier behind a pretty quality offensive line, you go, and a defense that's played well, you go, this could be Tampa Bay all over again you know, um, circa 2020. And, and it's not a shot at Desmond Ritter. He's a young quarterback, and young quarterbacks make mistakes. Like the mistakes hurt him last week. Um, they moved the ball up and down the field. But the mistakes were, you know, to the point where it cost him against Washington, and they, they could have easily won that game. And that's all I was saying. But, yes, part of it is a hot take. Part of it is hyperbole. Part of me is like, boy, if they could just have a guy that could just make these kind of throws mm-hmm. and not make mistakes like Brady did for 20 years, like, yeah, they, they, they would win the division and they would probably be the favorites 
in the NFC. Yeah, that division is so some, – somebody's got to win that division. I don't know who the hell it's going to be, but somebody's got to win it and host a playoff game with the format that we have. I, I can't wait, Baldy, for the Detroit-Baltimore game. Detroit and their big win on the road at Tampa, dominating that game as it, as it went into the second half. Baltimore getting a nice bounce-back win over Tennessee. Just where are you at on those two, uh, Lamar versus Goff, and just your thoughts on that matchup in general in Baltimore this weekend? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting watching Detroit because – Last year, they were the 30th-ranked run defensive football. They were horrendous. And, you know, you look at them after six weeks, they're the number one run defensive football. And so you go, well, how did that happen? Well, you look at some of the guys like Alec Anzalone, who people don't really recognize, but he's playing middle linebacker as well as anybody in this league. You know, and obviously Aiden Hutchinson and Brian Branch probably gets back. But they're playing good defensively. And then offensively, well, this Jamison Williams just runs differently than everybody else in his business outside of maybe Tyreek Hill. And he caught a touchdown pass over the top against Tampa. You got this guy can fly like nobody else. And, you know, they're just really well coached. And Baltimore is too. Baltimore's playing great defense. They've given up the fewest touchdowns in the league. Um, both these teams could really cement themselves as the front runners in their divisions hmm. with a win tonight. It's going to be a great game, but I think it's going to, Defense is going to be on display. Really, the difference is Lamar is still just a spectacular highlight real quarterback, and he can just do things that not many have ever done. And so can he make enough of those splash plays tonight against a pretty good defense in Detroit to pull this game off? This is Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the uh, podcast The Best Football Show and Baldy's Breakdowns, which I quite enjoy all throughout the week on different players and teams and I, I am curious to to pick your brain on this, Baldy. Offense, there's some really good offenses, right? Miami is first in a lot of categories. They're fun to watch. Kansas City, yep. when they're playing well offensively, yep. can be fun to watch. But this season's been largely about defense. Scoring is down. I'm curious what you're noticing about defenses. Have defenses caught up to the evolution of offense, or what are you seeing when you watch film? Well, you're right. I mean, last week, 25 of the 32 teams scored less than 21 points. I don't know if that's ever happened in the NFL. So what I see from some of these horrendous offenses is just really poor offensive line play. Where there's teams like New Orleans, you'll see it, you know, maybe tonight. Like, I don't know what, they, what they're doing at left tackle. I mean, they benched their starting left tackle. The backup left tackle went in, and he got hurt. And, like, they don't have five quality starters right now. And that's the, that's the case with a lot of teams. So if you have a weakness, like, for example, last week the Eagles lost Lane Johnson at right tackle in the first quarter. Well, the backup right tackle has been the league, and at least I'm not here to pick on Jack Driscoll, but, you know, the Jets really wore out that position and really changed the, the Eagles' offense. And so I think part of it is there's just some bad offensive line play. You know, the Giants are a mess up front right now. They literally can't function. The Patriots are a mess up front. They can't run the ball the way they want to run it. And so I think the offensive line play, is a big part of it. You watch Indianapolis against Jacksonville, like they just got abused up front. And so I think it comes down to offensive line plays is a big part of the issues you're seeing offensively. We were just talking before we brought you on, Baldy, about Brandon Staley and his status in L.A. They lose again, fourth down decisions again, a conversation. They play the Chiefs this weekend. There's a chance you fall to two and four on the season. I, I don't know if it is him or if it's somebody else, but if I could put you in the shoes of all uh, 32 NFL owners, which coach would be on the hottest seat right now that you would be really wondering if, if, if a move needs to be made sooner rather than later? Well, certainly in 
you know, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. I mean, that's a hot seat right now. I mean, that they spent a lot of money uncharacteristically from the Spanos family uh, a year ago, even this year, uh, to improve the roster. And you're not getting the results right now. And so, um, you know, they, they drafted a receiver, Quinton Johnston, in the first round to eventually take over for Mike Williams. He got hurt, and he's kind of a no-show right now. They can't run the football at all. They spent a lot of resources on the offensive line. And so I think that's a hot seat for sure. You know, I think there's a hot seat brewing, and we'll see what happens to Las Vegas. They go to Chicago this weekend. If they win, they win their third in a row, and things are kind of calm, but they've gone through the, the weak part of their schedule right now. they still got to play the Chiefs, and there's some big games coming up. But that, that could be a hot seat in Las Vegas for sure. Baldy, I'm curious to ask because you, you strike me just as generic uh, when you play like football, bro, like, you know, wiping the snot on your hands and then just wiping <laughs> it off and sweating and bleeding. You just come off I as. I do that now. I do it and my wife gives me a hard time all the time, but yeah. I still do it. Okay, maybe that wasn't the best example, but you know what I mean. You're, you're a football yeah. guy. I love Baldy's breakdowns. I'm curious, it's a two-part question for you. One, what would Brian Baldinger thought as a player of a Mike McDaniels just coming in and being Mike McDaniels? And two, when you watch the Dolphins, are you sitting and watching this film the way I am when I'm watching them on Red Zone with a half chub and just excitement and a smile on my face because it's offense I've never seen executed this way? Yep, yep. I'm watching the Miami Dolphins offense, and I go, he's doing things that nobody's ever done before. Nobody. Like even Mike, you know, even a Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay, even they they would watch some of these formations, some of these motions, some of these misdirections, some of these gadgets. Like it's it's everything. Like nobody has ever in fact, when you watch them play, you go, the other teams just looks like you should be just watching them in black and white TV. Like this is this is so modern, newfangled creative, innovative, that if you're playing on it, like I know Taron Armstead pretty good. He's hurt right now. But he told me, like, when he went there from New Orleans, he goes, Baldy, we're going to do things you've never seen before. <laughs> and, you know, and you, and you watch him, you go, everybody else is stuck in the mud when you compare to what Miami's doing. Now, it helps that you have Tyreek and you have Jalen Waddle and you have some of these running backs. But that's all Mike McDaniel's vision. You give me speed. You give me these running backs. I don't care. Give me five you know, silos up front, I don't care. Like, all this stuff that we're doing, like, they're all going to freeze and hesitate on defense because they don't know where the ball is at. It's a big game of three-card Monty, and nobody knows where the ball is until it goes right by your earlobe. And so it is, like, honestly, it's the most entertaining thing in football that there is right now. Yeah, I, I'm so pumped that they're on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be such a good game between them and Philly. I, I did want to ask you about Philly and San Francisco. So they were the last two undefeated teams in the NFC. Both of them lose games that not many people saw them losing this past weekend to the Jets and the Browns, respectively. The numbers for Hurts aren't great on the year, but again, they're still 5-1. and one. The 49ers go through injuries, and Purdy finally looks human, if you will, in that loss. Which one, uh, if, if, if you had to pick, which one was more concerning from what you saw this weekend between the two teams that met in the NFC title game last year? I guess it's the Eagles. You know, they turned the ball over four times in a game. The last interception by Jalen Hurts is very uncharacteristic. He threw it right into a trap, and the Jets jumped it, and you know, and then, you know, the four turnovers, four turnovers. Like San Francisco, they turned it over once. It was a key interception, but it, 
they didn't seal their fate. Like, you know, the Eagles are, you know, they're, they've lost a lot of players because of injuries. You know, Jalen Carter didn't play and Darius Slay didn't play. And, you know, uh, Lane Johnson got hurt in the first quarter. I mean, those are three phenomenal players and they got hurt in the game or didn't play. So, I, but I would say that the Eagles, just because we haven't seen them play four great quarters of football yet. We've seen that from the 49ers week before against the Cowboys when they just dominated them. Like, we haven't seen the Eagles play four great quarters. And you're wondering, like, what is it? Like, and they're not good in the red zone. And they got some weeks they decide, like, they're just not going to run the ball, like last week against the Jets. And so that's the team that, even though they're 5-1, and one, it's a concerning 5-1 and one right now. Yeah. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. Make sure to follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Baldy, we love having you on, man. Hopefully we can have you on in a couple weeks and we can check back in and see where everything's been sorted from now until that point. But we always appreciate we can get you on. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Uh, let's do it again and enjoy that game in Philadelphia Sunday night. It should be a, it should be a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Good stuff from Brian Baldinger of uh, the best football show on the Odyssey app that you can find or subscribe to and uh, find him on Twitter. Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter are top-notch. If you're like an NFL nerd or a football nerd, he goes through and finds play. Like He did one on Javon Holland not long ago. He dives in on both sides of the ball and identifies systems or players that really stand out, and he gives them like a lot of love. I'd be really, I'd be really scared right now if I was a Falcons fan because they're entering that weird gray zone where – the team around the quarterback is good enough to win at a high level, and the quarterback's not good enough to hold up his end of the bargain. That's a really tough spot to be in because you're always going to be too good to have a high draft pick to go get somebody, and your only other recourse is hopefully finding somebody mm-hmm. in free agency or trading up or hoping somebody falls to you. That is the answer. But that team is that team has so much talent, man. They got weapons all over the place. Their defense is good. I I like their head coach. I don't really know how to fully feel about Arthur Smith, but I like their head coach. It just they, they seem to be missing the most important ingredient, and that's a really tough thing to miss. Yeah, I, I hear you on Arthur Smith, but, like, make a move. Your guy is not the guy. Everybody went into last week, well, you know, he, he hasn't lost at home, Desmond Redder. Do you watch any of their games? Right. Is he the reason they're not losing at home? Because I don't <laughs> I, think it's him. I, I don't know if you give up on him. He's a young player or whatnot. But sometimes you can just see something and go, this ain't working you have a proven – like a backup quarterback that has won in this league and gone to a playoff. You have that right on the sideline. I think he's also one of the highest-paid backups in the entire league. I would say he's the best backup in the NFL. Maybe so, a better backup. Like Arthur Smith, Dirt thinks you're a good coach. Be a good coach. Yeah, make a move. Yeah, make a move. If this guy goes yeah. out there – it's NFC South tilt this weekend because they go to Tampa. Ooh. If he's throwing a pick in the first half, you got six points. Like, make a move, please. It's I, I get frustrated watching that team because I do think they're talented. I picked them to win that division. Their defense has been uh, bolstered up. They got you know Bates in the backfield in the secondary. Their offense has weapons in an offensive line. This cat's just throwing balls into the end zone to nobody except a defensive player. <laughs> Those picks were so bad at the end of the game last week. All right, coming up, we uh, we finish a zig or zag and something, uh, some audio from yesterday in the National Football League. Next on the fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we'll get to college football coming up at the bottom of the hour. Good stuff from Baldy. If you missed that, you can catch it at the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com. And uh, thanks for everybody tuning in on YouTube, subscribing to the page. We do appreciate it. I know we mention it several times throughout all the shows, but we want to build it up. We want to do more content on YouTube and be more video-driven as well as being available on three or four different audio options for you. So, well, we do appreciate the support on YouTube. It's it's meant a lot to us behind the scenes. And to the people in the comments section on YouTube right now, yes, Swag did forget to hit the button. That will not become a normal <laughs> thing. We're good to go. Were our mics hot? No, it just the commercials play. No, that usually just, doesn't happen. So oh, it's usually yeah. just silence during the commercial breaks. And I guess oh. the, there were ads playing. And so we just yes. we forgot to hit a button. I was quickly trying to He's got, We got a lot of things we're worrying I about. I got the podcast. I got Twitter. I got chapters. I got now YouTube. I don't like the way that the podcasts are on the app. I I was listening to Ken and Nick's show yesterday, You Better You Bet, and it's like all the hours and then every segment from the hours. Why are we doing 80 podcasts per show? Uh, yeah. You're going to have to ask corporate that oh, question. Is that a corporate That's question? A corporate, okay. corporate, uh, all right. corporate that was That was it's very frustrating to, me, to navigate I that. Firmly planted, uh, I firmly drew a line in the sand. <laughs> Yeah, it's just annoying as a listener to have to go through all that stuff. Uh, let's get to this. I uh, will zigzag uh, with the Caleb stuff uh, after this. Mike McDaniel, uh, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, was asked a question yesterday. I told Swag, I think this question stems from hot take culture by people who don't know enough about football. And so we simplify mm. and make everything uh, seem easy and, and debatable. But sometimes football people don't operate that way. Actually, nope. largely most of them don't. Uh, you see the Penn State question last week about just throwing a deep pass no matter what, and the coach <laughs> going, that's what? Here's Mike McDaniel facing a question that uh, he responds to. There are some folks who believe that many quarterbacks <coughs> in this scheme with you as the coach, with Tyreek and Jalen, would excel, would flourish, would Near the top of the passer, Raider leading MVP candidate. Let's push this podium over. Um, <laughs> my my answer to that would would be who the f cares? I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen 
um, people do what our guys do. Don't try me on other players. I was not, I'm not trying to prove that. My answer to that would be, who the F cares? <laughs> I love Mike McDaniel, man. When you ask me about uh, conference realignment again, I'm yeah. just going to hit this. My answer to that would be, who the F cares? <laughs> Where's Oregon State going to go? Where's your future home going to be? Huh? My answer? answer to that um, would okay. be, who the F cares? <laughs> just, uh, you know, we're on Arizona is what we are. <laughs> we're on a bye week. I, I really, I do, I, I'm not going to take a shot at the reporter. I've asked dumb questions, too. I yeah. do believe, though, questions like that almost insinuating to as a system guy yeah. i do believe this is this is a product of these hot take shows where guys who never coached or played at a truly elite level give me spare me the high school spare me the lower divisional college stuff like never played at a truly elite level i do not believe i don't know if we ask questions very well and i think this is a byproduct of hot take stuff is he a system guy? Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. Like uh, every quarterback is a product of a system. Yeah. Hertz has seven picks, seven tuds. Is is Hertz suck or is you know? I just I think we simplistic. We try to make football too simplistic sometimes, and coaches don't operate that way. Yeah, it's funny the guys that we want to discredit and the other guys that we don't really do that to. And I think a lot of it has to do with the style of play and the way that we feel about them, basically from the moment that they get into the NFL. But, like, nobody really does this. I shouldn't say nobody, but this isn't an argument. Nobody would ever ask Andy Reid this. Like, hey, you've had quarterbacks over the years that have put up great numbers that have been terrific. Alex Smith won division championships. He went to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. Is Patrick Mahomes a system quarterback? Like, nobody would ever do that. When you say yes, though, like, well, of he's, course he's he amazing, is. but yet he fits they all so are. well in the system. Everybody has to be in a system, and it needs to fit around them. What yeah. did we do with Josh Allen when Brian Dayball left? Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe not quite, but he's still an elite quarterback, but you got to find the next offense that works and right. find the right offensive coordinator. It's just, it's funny the guys that were willing, because Brock Purdy was going to get this a ton it's not going to go anywhere and two is going to get this because he's got all these weapons and a funny head coach who's a great offensive mind but the reality is not everybody could do it like there's so many quarterbacks that wouldn't be able to process information as quickly as they need to process it this has largely been my point about like the Jimmy Garoppolo versus Brock Purdy thing where we act like anybody can win in San Francisco it's like yeah to a point and then he would throw a couple of picks and he would miss a big throw and you're like so I guess it's not just the system anymore when you needed him in a big moment and Brock Purdy has taken that offense to another level he's clearly better than what Jimmy Garoppolo was providing it doesn't mean that they're the same quarterback but all of these guys are a product of their system but it's just funny the ones that we pick and choose and don't want to give credit for it we just want to give the head coach credit for it i think what other the other thing that hurts is when you see a quarterback not play well and then they suddenly play well with a new coach and new system we just for whatever reason to your point we're reluctant to say the guy's actually good he just like is anybody well, feel good about the defense in minnesota today do you know <laughs> no. who's coaching the defense in minnesota <laughs> i don't know who their d coordinator is brian flores uh, you know who used to be Tua's head coach? <laughs> Brian Flores. Yeah, so like maybe that matters a little bit. I I just some I mean we all have opinions on different players, right? And how good or not good they are, but yeah. I do think some of the reluctance on this stuff is I watched Tua play and Tua didn't look good and Tua got hit and Tua's not fast and no way. And then McDaniel comes and Tua's the best passing quarterback in the NFL right now. Like statistically you don't think he's the best, but he statistically is the best and instead of just going man that guy that's a really good fit it's 
Well, every quarterback could be doing that in that system. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of quarterbacks would thrive in the McDaniel sure. system. Top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL would have a lot of success there. But why can't we just also say Tua's really good and this is a good fit? It's a good uh, business thing, I, you know, partnership. I think that gets lost sight of it. It's one thing, you know, being being around the coaches and stuff, even at, at UP, at D1 college basketball, I, I think – while we have time to speculate on big picture, 30,000 foot view sorts of things, all they're trying to do in season is figure out how to win the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what they're consumed with. Uh, and I think it's really easy to lose. He does. He really doesn't give an F about no. who I'm trying to win the next game against Philadelphia. That's all I'm trying to do. It's funny, though, because there's like we just talked about Atlanta. What does Atlanta have? They have a they loaded have a, roster. roster Great, yeah. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, yeah. Bijan Rod. They got weapons all over the place. Are we sure Kyle Pitts is good? <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming he's told he was the greatest tight end yeah. prospect of all time. And I, I maybe it's a Ritter or a quarterback. See, problem, this is but... again it, to me. It's a it's a fitness system thing. Like if you put that guy in Kansas City, you're telling me his numbers aren't incredible. I'm expecting Nicole go- Hardman to have three touchdowns in Kansas yes, City. Yes, this now goes both ways. It's not just with quarterbacks. Yeah. Wide receivers, running backs, they're going to have more success in different systems. Sure. But this is the this is the primary argument for a guy like Tua. It's like, dude, it doesn't work this way everywhere. Atlanta has a really good roster. Desmond Ritter's not good. Just because they have a good roster and maybe a good head coach, again, I don't know the answer to that. It doesn't mean that Desmond Ritter's a Hall of Famer and they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's another reminder, though, too, it's something we always argue about that no quarterback can do it alone. Patrick Mahomes is an example of it this year. His wide receiver position is a weakness on that team. They've had games where guys can't catch the football. Outside of Travis Kelsey, they don't really have anybody reliable. And what have Mahomes' numbers done this year? Yeah. They've gone down. They're he's a still defensive elite. team this year. They're a defensive team, and they're winning these games like 21-17, to 17 and they're low scoring. Yeah. Everybody needs help around them. And I think Miami is the, the greatest example of an organization who went from a dumpster fire tanking on purpose, the Brian Flores thing, that was a that was a nightmare, to saying, how do we fix this around a young quarterback? Let's go get weapons. Let's go get an offensive head coach. Let's improve the offensive line. Let's be uber aggressive. And now look where they are. They have surrounded him in an environment in which he can foster. And Tua went from being an absolute bust, that it was a joke that he was drafted in front of Justin Herbert, to now people wondering aloud, is he better than Justin Herbert? That's what happens when you do the right thing as an organization and put these guys in a position to succeed. Uh, We'll go to college football, but I'll ask you without going too long here you zig or zag the accuracy of the report that caleb's representatives (laughs) are telling teams that he wants minority ownership stake with whoever drafts him are you are you zinging or zagging on the report i don't that story itself is sure it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it was never zagging it would never happen no nfl team would ever do it for any player even even like who's the best player even from a homes like i don't know if an nfl team would give him a five percent stake in the team best prospect since elway many said no you don't give them a percentage also how does that work when you're in the players union and you're an owner well, I'm asking. Well, actually, I looked this up. Uh, Brady was there was talk of Brady and the Raider thing as yeah. a quote owner. Even he's though trying he, to get five to ten percent of the team. Well, not anymore. He didn't actually give the money. It was due, and he didn't give the money, and so now he's kind of backed out of that a little bit. I but, heard the NFL push back on it because he was giving him to a lowball offer. Right, they wanted him in so badly, they were giving him five percent for basically nothing, and other owners were like, "No, you can't do that." It's because he doesn't have real ownership <laughs> money, like as good as he is, yeah. and as much as he's made. Anyways. I guess if you're an owner and you play, you have to be approved by the other owners to do that. Mm. And many think they would vote that down and not let Brady do it. 
But I'm I'm more so asking zig or zag on just the report being true. I think it is true that it was floated out there. I think he's not saying it with a straight face. To me, this is more of Caleb Williams trying to muddy the waters. Mm. He wants teams to be scared away from drafting him. I think this is going to be his kind of mantra going in. Of a real like, zig here, I want I want I want a percentage, and I don't know if I want to play for your team. And well, we don't know if we want to draft you anymore. There's a lot of good quarterbacks behind him. I think this is all him trying to control. What team he ends up playing for in the NFL? That's a real zig you just did there. Was that a zig? Did I, I thought zig you were going to zag. I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, it's no player. I actually, don't ever. buy it. I don't think it's a also. Real is Caleb Williams going to be any good? Like we don't we don't know that answer. Yes. So why would you? Yes, in, why would anybody give him a percentage? It's <laughs> when I'm sinking on the ship of Caleb Williams being a starting quarterback, and I'm doing the fight on with my fingers. Just <laughs> laugh at me, okay? Because I'm I'm going down with the ship. I'm so, in. Somebody had a great tweet watching him struggle against Notre Dame this weekend, saying this is actually what it would look like if Caleb Williams was the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So, <laughs> So you're getting a little peek at it. His offensive line sucks. His defense is not good. His weapons can't get open, and he's running for his life on every play, and he threw three interceptions. At least he'd have DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, he'd yeah. have DJ Moore. That he would. Uh, all right, let's go to college football. We got Ken Barkley coming up at 8 a.m. We'll talk with uh, Ken about the uh, slate in the National Football League. Maybe a college football game he's eyeing, uh, but coming up next, college football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, sometimes you got to do segments to keep your co-hosts happy, and we'll do that coming up in 10 minutes. I'm going to throw something at you, see how you feel about it. Well, I have a confession for you. Oh, what do you got? Ahead of tomorrow's big day. Yes, tomorrow's big day. I, I've i come to tomorrow, a... Big, is there something going on tomorrow? Yeah, you don't remember tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> it's a big day. <laughs> Duh. You don't remember, do you? No, I don't. Oh, What's God. going on tomorrow? That's why he doesn't remember tomorrow's Try Big Cupcake Day. <laughs> oh, Cupcake Day, yeah. The listeners, by the way, they as the day went on, oh, I got more and more support. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Somebody said you have to now on camera awkwardly look into the lens of whichever one points at your face. Did they move you? Oh, they moved they your moved camera back. back too. Yeah, I don't know if I look good or not. Uh, you have to look into the lens of the camera while you lick the frosting off your <laughs> cupcake. You psycho! Here's my conclusion, my confession. Yeah, I still think it's one of the greatest 
dumbest things you've ever said in your life <laughs> of just openly saying, I don't know how to eat a cupcake. I mean, I know how to eat a cupcake. No, I'm just saying yeah. I have a, I have a hard time knowing where to and how to bite into it yes. without it getting all over my face. Do you go sideways? Do you go underneath like a weirdo? We'll, we'll find out tomorrow. Like, I just bite into the cupcake, and then you mush icing all over your I face. Think, I think I'm going to do... Uh... I'm going to have to go buy him. I forgot uh, nephew has a JV football game to right in the middle of the day that's throwing my my schedule off. A daytime so, JV football game. 4.15. Oh, yeah. You're off at 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to pilot's practice today. You don't have you to. You don't though. have to. You uh, literally kinda... could skip it and miss nothing. <laughs> well, You go every week. What are they doing today at pilot's practice? We'll find out when Suicides. I get there. Suicides. <laughs> <Yeah>, running. We're <laughs> <laughs> just running. That's what He's trying to stay in shape, man. He's running with the team. No, my confession to you is simply this. I do believe I will end up getting frosting on my face. Oh. But I won't be oh. also saying, I don't know how to eat a cupcake. So while. Oh, you're already hedging your bet. I'm not hedging. I didn't make hedging. a bet. What He's bet did I make? I'm hedging. I'm here in a hedge. What bet did I make? Who's here in a hedge? I'm just saying, I thought about it, and yeah, I get a little frosting on my face, but I get excited about that. It's okay. You can just say you were right, dirt. I was wrong, but hey, we'll wait till tomorrow's show, and we'll I figure it all out. I know how to eat a cupcake. That's the difference. <laughs> can I throw a uh, thought experiment at you? I don't know why I really love doing these segments, and next year they will slowly... Actually, they won't go away. It'll just become more of a real thing. Uh, I love when, it this, when it's this time of year, and these are thrown out and put together. Now, granted, we're only halfway through the college football season, so a lot can change. But do you guys realize next year is the start of a 12-team playoff? I do. 12-team playoff. Yeah. If we had it this year, you want to know what your matchups would be right now? Yeah. I, I saw this a couple weeks ago, and I okay. meant to do it, and I forgot. So I'd love to see what the updated version is. So the format with the 12-team field, right? Top four seeds get a bye. Four highest teams in the conference. or So you have to be a conference champion to get a bye. Okay. And then the you still have the group of uh, the non-Power 5 team that's invited in, right? So your buys would be Georgia, Penn State, Washington and Oklahoma. Okay, those are your four buys. How is Penn State ahead of Michigan? I think they have more conference wins than Michigan, and there's a reason they're ahead. So for, I don't know what it is, but there's some reason they're you ahead. So Washington's the not in that, right? Washington is. They're okay. the number three team. Oh, and Oklahoma's. First. And Oklahoma's okay. number four. Yeah. So your first round matchups, which would happen at the home sites, these are the games you would get. Air Force, who's the group of five team that would be in, they would go to Michigan and, and be a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Their quarterback just got hurt, too. Air Force's did? Yeah. No, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina at Florida State. Okay. Travis versus May. Yeah. Uh, ACC. I, I don't really love the conference matchup thing in the first round of the playoffs, but that would be a fun quarterback matchup. You'd love it if it was Oregon UW. Yes, I would. And I'll love that when it's in Vegas. Texas at Ohio State. <laughs> I saw what you did there. That would be an incredible game. Texas, Texas at, Ohio, at State. Ohio State. And then the number seven seed would be your Oregon Ducks, and they would be hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, they're not my Oregon Ducks, um, but they can be yours, and I would like you guys to win that game. Actually, how am I, this is this is the amazing idea. You finally a, get Bama, and you beat them. We finally we want Bama, man. We want Bama. You do want this Bama team? Yeah, I don't know if I want them next year, but I want them this year. Yeah, uh, but that these are the kind of games that you can create of an Alabama coming to Eugene, Oregon, in like the middle of December and playing in the rain. So th those are all the teams in the playoffs right so now? So that that's the 12 right now. So the winner of Alabama and Oregon would play Penn State, who is the two seed. The winner of Florida State, North Carolina, would play Washington. I would kind of like the winner of Bama, Oregon, to go in and pen beat Penn State, to be honest the with you. The winner of Michigan Air Force would play Oklahoma, and the winner mm -hmm. of Ohio Texas would Ohio State, Texas, would play Georgia. So if the playoffs started today, that would be your format. That's a, that's a damn good playoff. We are one year too late, though, because they should have done it this year. They just sat on their asses because they're stupid, and that's what people in power 
Power usually do, mm-hmm. and they didn't get their agreement done in time. This was the year that the playoff was supposed to start, but they didn't finalize it, and so we don't get it till next year. But to your point that you brought up kind of all season, this is such a good year for it. Because who's the best team in college football? Go. I've been on the record with Georgia still. I've been on the record saying Michigan's defense is maybe the best they've ever had, but I get it. They haven't beaten the playoff team. They haven't um, beaten anybody yet. Well, they've beaten Ohio State back-to-back years. Sure. They've beaten Penn State back-to-back years. I sure. mean, they have That's beaten this, The last two seasons, I'm saying this year, who have they beaten? Um, Bowers is playing. I think people would pick Georgia. He might be out till the playoffs. He might not. He might miss the rest of the season. He might be done no, in a Georgia uniform. I, I read that his injury was no, like— No, it's bad. I read his thing was like Tua. He had surgery for it. Tua did too. He had surgery, and they're saying at least four to six weeks until he's able to start running again. I don't know who the best team in football is this year. Proving the point, this is why we need to, this is the year. This would have been the perfect year for it. I was a year ahead of all this. You were a year I was kind of right last year, and I'm right again this year. How about this? Which matchup excites you most? Ohio State, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, Florida State, North Carolina. Which semifinal would you enjoy the most? I think Florida State, North Carolina would be the best game, but I think it would have to be Oregon-Bama because jokingly chanting, we want Bama and the height of Bama was the dumbest thing you could have said. But now it's finally at a point where everybody else is caught up because of the portal. And I think Oregon would win the game. In fact, who would be favored? I think Oregon would be favored at home, don't at you? At Autzen. At Autzen? Probably. Le- yeah. Very, very slight if it is a favorite. I think it'd be a three-point favorite. Yeah, two and a half, three. Yeah. yeah, and I would take Oregon because I think Oregon can move the ball on the defense. And I, I sorry, I know Bama's won the last couple weeks. Still don't trust the offense. Yeah, they got Tennessee this weekend. I, they're going to beat Tennessee, and I, I've heard that. Oh, they're going to beat the real test. Tennessee's not good. I mean, they're. I mean, I'm, the only point on Alabama though is they're getting pushed by a lot of t- like Texas A&M almost beat them, Arkansas almost beat them. So we can do. You're now flipping into me of just saying Alabama's going to win the game. No, I'm just saying which I tend to agree with. But Tennessee's pretty good up front. They I'm, can't throw the ball. I'm but. just saying I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think Alabama's going to win a, an ugly football game, and I'm not going to be like, wow, what an incredible. I don't think Tennessee's mm. that good. I, th- I think Milton is such a downgrade from where they were last year offensively. And their offense is, is based on moving the ball down the field. He can't do it. He's not good at it. They're completely different offenses here. They run the ball a ton. They don't throw the ball at all. He's a massive human. He should have a cannon. And he they, does. I, I know, but they don't move the ball. Yeah, it's so a really I, weird thing. I, I just think Bama's going to win again, and we're, oh, look at Alabama. I don't think Alabama's <laughs> that good this year. So I, it's a fun thought experiment, man. Next year it's going to be a reality, and we'll see how the formats look in terms of conference realignment and all that stuff. But this is I love looking at it. It'd be fun to think about. This is the year we should have a 12-team playoff. But unfortunately, we have to wait one more year. Uh, people pointing out on the YouTube chat, by the way, we could get an Oregon-Oregon State playoff game. That would be badass. Mountain West, they would get the invite if they win highest-ranked conference champion outside the Power Five. Oregon gets in, and as an at-large, you could technically host the game, too. <laughs> Yeah. That, Can you imagine that scene we get next year? Mountain West champion Oregon State <laughs> at eleven and one hosting a playoff game against like nine and three or ten and two Big Ten Oregon coming to town. I'd actually prefer it to be the Pac two champion Oregon State. <laughs> sure, the Pac two champion over the Mountain West. Can you but imagine yeah, how sure. incredible that would be. That would be ridiculous. So. And mm, <laughs> a lot on the line. That's the game that you <laughs> you I know the team in Eugene. You do not want to lose that game. There's a lot on the line there. I'm not showing up to work if they lose that game. Why? Well, you know That's that goes. I'm taking off. It goes to a question I had somebody ask me last week, uh, not on the show, but somebody was like, "Hey, what do you think about the rivalry stuff? I heard you talk about it in the Washington Oregon State thing." I said, "Just check in with me year to year on who's good and who's not, because I know for a fact because I did radio shows when Washington sucks." 
that game means almost nothing. Oh, I meant nothing. We won 12 straight. And when Oregon State sucks, that yeah. game is just like, oh, my neighbor, we're enemies. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, it just depends who's good and bad in the moment. 100%. Who's a threat? That's all that matters. Right. And right now they're both threats. Right. So uh, fun fun thought experiment. Let's get to a story of more of the same, but there's a savior potentially on the way. That's next on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Slap it a bass, Welcome back in. Slap it the bass. 751. <laughs> Underrated movie. Really, I haven't seen that in too long. I need to go back and watch it. I just rewatched it. It was randomly on television, and I couldn't stop. I had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> Holds up well. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Ken Barkley coming up top of the hour. Uh, shout out to our YouTube bros who are watching and commenting and timing my bathroom trips. I appreciate that. <laughs> and um, you got to see Sprague actually slap the bass there as we came back from commercial break. Uh, there is a story brewing in the NBA that seems to just be more of the same. Like this is we're on the eve, well, not quite the eve, but the week eve of the league kicking off. When do we get our first games? Next Tuesday in the National Basketball Association? Uh, yes. Eight days from today. Two, next Tuesday is yeah. your opener. So it's right around the corner, and the biggest storyline in the sport right now is what's going on with James Harden, who is uh, showing up, not showing up. He's now not showing up, and he's not giving any reason for it. Oh, but the Sixers might have brought in the They have a savior. They have found the answer to solve all of their problems. When you bring up Harden, I'm just just put me as Affleck (laughs) smoking a cigarette outside the door. I can't handle this crap anymore, man. I'm just breathing a sigh of relief. I need, as Post Malone would say, I need the cigarette to breathe is how I feel right now. <laughs> so whenever Harden gets brought up, we just need to do this. My answer to that would be, <laughs> who the F cares? cares? Thank you. Uh, but no, the real story here is that they have found their savior and the person who's going to come in and solve their dilemma of what to do with James Harden and the Clippers don't want to give up too much and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Neil O'Shea has been hired as a <laughs> consultant in Philadelphia. Yeah. We've been wondering, when's that name going to pop back up? There it is. Neil O'Shea is back with Philadelphia. Ah, the process. Look where it's taking you. (laughs) Now you got Neil helping out. A guy who was always known for trading star players is now going to be helping consult how they trade their star player. I can't wait. Harden's going to get moved. Who cares where he goes? Because he's just going to be a waste of uh, (laughs) roster spot on that team. I can't wait for them to get to a point where somehow they play a little better than people think. This Nick Nurse thing's working. Joel's having a good year. And right at the pivot point where they could covet and land a superstar player, he's like, no, we can't trade the young guy who's sitting on the bench. We drafted that guy. That's our guy. Guys, let me show you the CJ McCollum model. And he unwraps his thing. Playoff appearances. That's what we had. That is a creepy laugh. That felt like he came into the studio and that heard did. me say it, and he was about to murder me. The ghost really? of Neil O'Shea. Oh, my God. Walking on in. That, where was that from? That's a presser. I, yeah, that was that just weirded you me out. play that one more time? That's really uncomfortable now. <laughs> I want you to picture this. So every year, my wife, she stresses and stresses about throwing this Halloween party for all my nieces and nephews and some family friends, and they come over. And we've kind of turned this now into adults have to be in costume too, right? A bit of an adult costume party. Swag, you're invited. And I want you to picture Hallow's Eve 
it's eight o'clock at night. Ooh, it's dark outside. I've set up a haunted house in my garage. You've opened my door as a six-year-old child, and you hear this laugh. <laughs> that I'd be I'd be creeped out. Lake Oswego dad here to murder you. <laughs> If you didn't tell me where that was from and you just played that like on loop at a scary party, I would be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's a freaky that's, laugh. That's a villain laugh if I've ever heard one. It definitely is. So there you go. Neil O'Shea's back in your NBA circles. He's a consultant for the Philadelphia Eagles. Or excuse me, the Philadelphia 76ers. The Eagles are on my TV. I uh I, I would be really curious to do something like if you were to do a YouTube video, do a 20 minute, 30 minute video. I want to know what are you consulting? <laughs> I'm not like, I know he's got the experience, right? He ran the Clippers. He ran the Blazers for years. He he knows the business of this, the ins and outs. But what does Daryl Morey need Neil O'Shea to consult him on? What is it? It's not international scouting because that no. guy damn sure didn't care about that no, he did in not. the second most international sport in the world. So what is it? I think it's really sexy. Not trading your second-tier player who's never going to be an all-star? Kent, <laughs> Kent Bazemore acquisitions. Like, what does Daryl Morey actually consult Neil O'Shea on? What is Neil trifurcating, bifurcating? I, I think don't, it's really sexy. Trading Joel Embiid. Like, what does Daryl Morey need Neil O'Shea to consult him on? Remember when we all got excited about Kent Bazemore? Uh, yeah, I do remember that summer. Remember that? Remember that summer? I mean, I don't know about excited. Oh, I, we were excited. I remember talking myself into it <laughs> sure. because, like, it's all we I'll got, be man. back. But yeah. <laughs> You'll be back. Just like this year, we'll be back. All right. Well, Neil O'Shea's back. James Harden's an idiot. And I uh, can't wait to see him go full fat suit guy and try and get traded. Let me add one little basketball cherry on top of this O'Shea Sunday here as you go to the final hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chauncey did an interview with NBA Sirius XM yesterday, Justin Termini. And he rant and raved about Robert Williams. And I want you to remember this quote of, I love him. I want him out there. I can't wait to have him. When they trade him in two months. Okay? I want you to remember, never believe anything these people say. Yeah. It's a joke. It's always just for public consumption when privately they have a different idea in mind. They're going to trade him, and they should trade Malcolm Brogdon, too. We're going to suck. Let's trade everybody. They they will trade them. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeremy gets traded either, but... Just remember these quotes that circulate. I love them. I can't wait to have them. Okay, then why did you trade them three months into the season? Yep, Kevin's uh, saying in the YouTube chat they're going to introduce the Mason Plumley model in Philly. That's what they've been missing. <laughs> That's the missing ingredient. There you go. we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. i got one other NBA note I actually wanted to bring up to you because I thought there was something interesting that came out this week, so we'll talk about that in a bit. A couple of more NFL notes to get to, including Thursday Night Football tonight. Do we care? A poll question to answer. We'll start the final hour, though, with Ken Barkley, our good buddy. Let's do some gambling with Ken. We'll do it next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 